And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Hey, welcome in to the pilot episode here, BetMGM MLB podcast. We're powered by BetQL. It's Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker. And uh, we got a lot to recap from over the weekend. We'll take a look at some series this upcoming week that begin here uh, shortly, a few hours away from the big one. Obviously, everybody waiting for Twins-Tigers this week. Cody, how was your weekend, man? So excited, and like you said, I'm just jazzed for Twins-Tigers. A lot of implications throughout the league of absolutely nothing happening. And But I'm excited for baseball this week because we do have some incredible matchups and not just incredible matchups we have matchups that are going to be massive implications going forward not just in world series futures not just in playoff odds not just in mvp odds and cy young odds we have a hell of a week of baseball ahead of us yeah there's two series that i really want to focus on and get your take on and so uh, we'll get to that here shortly let's start with some world series odds because after the weekend there's been some overreaction and there's been some line movement the Dodgers opened up plus 350 after the weekend. They are now plus 280. The Astros were once 22 to 1, now just plus 425 over at BetMGM. Of course, all lines courtesy of BetMGM. The Giants opened the season plus 8,000. They're now 9 to 1 to win the World Series. Oh, uh, let's go by each team. Dodgers, they opened plus 350. Obviously, the overwhelming favorites. They only get better at the deadline. They add Trey Turner, one of the more underrated players in all of Major League Baseball. Like, Cody, I find it crazy that when I go on Twitter, I see these tweets like, man, where did this guy come from? He's He's been a great player for years. And then, obviously, Max Scherzer, um, one of the best starters in all of baseball. Your thoughts on the Dodgers and that price? Well, one, the Dodgers, I think, is an absolute overreaction to the fact that their odds increased after losing a series to the Colorado Rockies. And I don't think it was necessarily because of their loss to the Colorado Rockies or anything to do with the Dodgers. I think it was after the Braves took the series from the Giants is what made people think, uh-oh, the Dodgers actually are the best team in that division, even though they didn't even gain any ground on the Giants. Uh, I, I still like the Dodgers. They're still the team to beat in Major League Baseball. I do. In, I am inclined to believe that they are going to catch up to the San Francisco Giants, but they are running out of time. And the fact that they've been lo- in lockstep with each other all along for the entire month of August is not helping them. But they do have a series this week, and this week they also, I mean, they got a series against the Braves and the Giants. These, This is a huge week for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Absolutely. Then you got the Astros again. They opened 22 to one now plus 425 over at BetMGM. Your thoughts on the Astros in the AL? I'm pretty high on the White Sox, man, but can't sleep on the Astros, obviously. Absolutely cannot sleep on the Astros, period. Anyone that does is a fool. The Astros, Rays, and White Sox are just three extremely real teams. Not to mention, you got the the Yankees over there hanging out in the corner. But the Astros are a team that are obviously running away with their division. They should run away from with their division. And in October, it's a matter of just who's going to be hot in that American League. Because I'm with you. I think the White Sox are maybe not only the best team in the AL Central, they might be the best team in the major leagues. And then the surprise team in the National League is the San Francisco Giants. Huge series that opens up tonight against the Milwaukee Brewers. I'm really looking forward to the pitching matchups we're going to get, especially for the Brewers side, because we're going to see Corbin Burns tonight. We're going to see Brandon Woodruff. They're still trying to get Freddie Peralta healthy. We don't know if we're going to see him this series. Definitely probably by the weekend for their home series against uh, it's coming up on Friday. But Giants open plus 8,000, now 9-1 to odds. Is that a sucker bet with the San Francisco Giants come postseason? I think so. I don't. I see this team built like a lot like the early 2000s Oakland A's. This is a team that will win and win and bleed games out of you. But every time we saw those money ball teams get to October, 
Moneyball wasn't meant to win in October. Moneyball is meant to win over a long period of time. I'm not saying that the Giants are playing Moneyball. They're not. They're playing like a version of it because, of course, their salary is fairly low considering what they have out there. But this is a team that I think is really, really good. And you mentioned the surprise. Not to you and me. We had right. them from the get-go. We knew what this team was. Everyone else didn't know what this team was, which was very surprising to me because this team is very, very good. But do I think this team is a sucker bet going forward? I kind of tend to think so. I really do. I don't think they're a bubble that's going to burst. I just think they're going to run into a buzzsaw in October named the Atlanta Braves or the Los Angeles Dodgers. Let me ask you a crazy question. Do you think Chris Bryant is just a rental? Because I'm also looking at what the Giants have moving forward. Is Chris Bryant a rental or do you think that he's uh, back with the team or is he elsewhere next year? You know, that's a very good question because here's the thing about Chris Bryant and think about the San Francisco Giants. There's two teams this offseason I'd really watch out for when the offseason hits. That's the San Francisco Giants and the Los Angeles Angels. Both teams have a lot of yeah. free agent money to spend this next offseason. And if they want to keep Chris Bryant, which they should, right. they can go ahead and afford him without question. Chris Bryant ain't going back to Chicago. If he goes back to Chicago, it's going to be on the south side, but they don't need him. Look throughout the league and the need. The Mets is a fit, obviously. This Javi Baez thing is clearly not working out all that well. So I think Chris Bryant is going to be a very interesting piece this offseason. And if I were the Giants, I'd sign him right now. Right, and you know who his agent is. You know he's going to command big money, at least we think he's going to, especially after becoming an all-star again this season. The shoulder injury really not affecting him, but as a Cubs fan, that hurts to hear you say, and I do totally agree that that's going to be the case. I just I don't want to see Javi Baez back in Chicago. <laughs> i got to be honest. All right, moving on. The biggest liabilities at the sports book over at BetMGM. Number one, the Yanks. Number two, the Tigers. Number three, the Dodgers with the Yankees. What are you doing with the Yankees, especially after what you saw this last weekend? I know they're getting a little healthier in the rotation, but still, I mean, offensively, no concerns there. But with that rotation, and especially with the bullpen and their closer situation, I just can't buy into the Yanks as legit uh, World Series candidates right now. At the end of the day, their offense is killer. And yes, they can outslug a team. They absolutely can outslug any team in Major League Baseball, and they could do that in October. But... Like you said, the bullpen concerns are what concerns me most. Whenever I look at a major league team that wins a World Series, it's pitching that gets in there. It's never the offense that absolutely does it. I always think, and I use this example a lot, I think of the 2015 Kansas City Royals. Yeah. That team was an offensively good team. They were not an amazing team. They would bleed runs out of you for a couple of innings. And then once you get what they were up by the fifth inning, you couldn't beat them. They had the best bullpen in baseball. And right now, I don't think of that for the Yankees. I think of that of the White Sox. Exactly. All right, let's move on to some games for today. Some series begin today. We'll see a one-off with some of these, including this one. Uh, the Minnesota Twins taking on the Detroit Tigers. Twins, minus 140 favorites. The Tigers, plus 115 dogs. The total in that game is nine. It's slightly juiced to the over, minus 120. Uh, this is a stay away for me. The Twins, 0-4 in their last four against a road as a road favorite. The Twins, also 4-9 in their last 13 against a team with a losing record. They open a home series with the Cubs tomorrow, while the Tigers get the A's, who took uh, two or three from the Yankees this weekend. What are you doing here, if anything? If anything, I would just lean a little bit towards Mize over Ober. That's really what, what this one is. This is a two teams that have been a dumpster fire all year, unfortunately. We knew the Tigers would be, but the Minnesota Twins, what a disappointment, man. This was a team that should have competed, should have been near the top of their division and given the White Sox run for their money, not even close, which is unfortunate. So I'm if you were going to lean somewhere, I tend to lean towards Mize over Ober a little bit. But yeah, really, it's a coin flip. No, I completely agree with you there. All right, let's move on to a series that's 
a little bit bigger as far as the wild card standings, especially, and that's the St. Louis Cardinals and the Cincinnati Reds. You know, the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt doing his thing again this year, 141 hits, 77 RBI. Tommy Edmonds been solid, 136 hits. Uh, but John Lester on the bump. You never really know what you're going to get from John Lester at this stage of his career. Luis Castillo going for Cincinnati, uh, allowed just two runs on six and one third and a loss to the Brewers in his last outing. What are you doing in this series? How are you playing this series, whether it's game one and also like your thoughts on the wild card standings? Because I believe last time we spoke with you, you said you expect the Padres uh, to catch up for the wild card for that second wild card spot with Cincinnati. So are you buying into Cincinnati and what are you doing here in this series against the cards? This is a tricky one, and it really is a tricky one because yeah. the Padres are starting to get healthy, but their bullpen has been taxed to the nth degree. Their starting staff has been taxed. They are beat up, but you Darvish coming back, Paddock starting tonight, that's a team that still has a shot because they're only a game and a half out, but the team that really does interest me right now and should interest everybody else is the St. Louis Cardinals. Let's keep in mind, even when the Cardinals are bad, they somehow make the playoffs. They're the Cardinals. They right. have some sort of devil magic somewhere. I don't know where it is, but whenever they do it, it's incredible. Right now, they're only three and a half out. They're above Philly in the wild card standings. This is actually a huge series between Cincinnati and St. Louis. These are two fairly decent teams. I do think both teams have underperformed all year. Uh, Flaherty coming back was a big deal for the Cardinals. I'm I'm excited for this game tonight. As you mentioned, Lester, I tend to look at the over for this game a little bit. It seems a little interesting to me, not to mention... I, I don't know. I, I like Castillo and I understand. I totally understand why the odds are so heavily stacked in their favor, but the run line, however, is not heavily stacked in their favor. And if they are going to win this game today, they're going to win by more than one run. Yeah. Cincinnati on the run line tonight. You're paying a little bit of juice only minus minus one fifteen. Uh, the Cardinals plus plus one eighty dogs, Cincinnati minus two twenty five home favorites. I just don't want to pay that price. Mm -hmm. The total in the game, nine and a half, uh, slightly juiced to the under. Minus 115. But when you got Lester on the mound, like you said, I don't know what version of Lester we're going to get today. He could go six shutout innings or he can right. give up 10 in the first. And with that lineup in Cincinnati, I'm tending to think 10 in the first. And if I'm looking to play, if I'm looking for value, like I am looking at the St. Louis Cardinals right now. I mean, I don't expect them to... Uh, catch up to the Reds, especially with the Padres there. I don't expect them to win the NL Central. Obviously, the Brewers pretty much have that locked up. But... With the Cardinals, like growing up as a Cubs fan, like you said, they're, they're, they have some sort of magic and they've been ruining my life literally for 30 plus years, Cody. So they, I, they, I don't hate the Cardinals at all. I never did. You know, grew up in Los Angeles. I was always a Southern California, always NL West was always yeah. kind of my main focus. But I do, I, I don't hate the Cardinals, but I do dislike them because they just don't go away. I, I, they never go away and they're quietly never going away. It's, if you're a Cubs fan, I totally understand the anger because, oh, it's the worst when they're deep in October, like for the love of God, anyone but the Cardinals. Right. I mean, they let Albert Pujols go, who at the time I thought was the best player in baseball, and then they're competing for a World Series literally a year later. It's insane, man. Yeah, Matt uh, Adams was not Albert Pujols, but it didn't <laughs> matter. No, they did. It's just it doesn't make sense. Uh, another series that begins today, the Philadelphia Phillies, two disappointing teams on the road, taking on the Washington Nationals, who are obviously sellers at the deadline. But I actually kind of like what they got in return. The Phillies today, though, minus 155 favorites. You got the Nats plus 125 dogs in game one of the series. Uh, the total in that game is eight and a half. It's slightly juiced to the under again, minus 115 odds there. Zach Wheeler's on the bump today, five and one in his last six starts against the NL East. The Phillies, 8-0 in their last eight games against the NL East. But still, man, I can't pay that price with that team. I jumped on them a couple weeks back to win the division. Um, and since then, the Braves have been running away with things. 
the Mets have been a disaster. I want to get your take on what, what's going on in New York a little bit later on here in the podcast. But what are your thoughts on this series, man? This series, you know, it's just there's no value in the picks. Almost any of them. I tend to look at the under as well, but there's a little juice to the under. So it's not I wouldn't say it's a worthless pick. But it's just not enough value for me to even jump on it or this series because these two teams are just both bad, massive disappointments. And the fact that the Washington Nationals is that Washington Nationals is a very difficult team to place bets on because they're a team that goes. They're just not consistent. One day they get shut out and two hit. The next day they put up 10 runs. It is maddening uh, uh, working with that team. No, it really is. Uh, the, the one thing I'm kind of excited to see tonight, and especially now that I moved here locally, is I do like Josiah Gray. I know the ERA is sitting yeah. there, 675. He's but I mean, he's really young. And uh, cash me a strikeout prop in his last outing. So I'll be looking for him to go over five and a half, uh, possibly. Something you know, he, like that, maybe. He, he really does intrigue me. When, they, when yeah. I heard that the Dodgers were trading Josiah Gray, I went like, wow, I did not see that. I thought Josiah Gray was going to yeah. be untouchable. And Lo and behold, we were wrong, but it worked out for pretty much everybody. Nats got him for the next five years. Dodgers are running out Scherzer, who's just dominating everybody. It's yeah. it, it looks like it was a trade that worked out for everybody. Absolutely. Uh, another series that begins tonight, 7.07 p.m. Eastern on Monday as we record this. You got the Baltimore Orioles going against the Toronto Blue Jays. The Orioles are going to send Chris Ellis out there. While for Toronto tonight, we get to see Robbie Ray, and he's been excellent, 9-5 and five on the season. 2.72 ERA. Your thoughts on Robbie Ray uh, is a uh, Cy Young candidate and this series. Robbie Ray has not only solidified himself as the ace of that organization, he solidified himself as a legitimate Cy Young candidate, and he solidified himself as anytime you can find his K prop, look for it and look for it very carefully because last game out there, 14 Ks, and today he's got the Baltimore Orioles. I Look out for 20K game for Robbie Ray tonight. No, seriously, man. I mean, he's been excellent. So anytime he's on the bump, I look to back them, usually on the run line, because if you look at that price, it's going to be minus 200, minus 220, usually with him on the mound. So that's kind of the way that I would play it. Baltimore's been terrible, obviously, 16 and 50 in their last 66 games as dogs, 18 and 37 in their last 55 games against the lefty, which they'll see tonight. So Mm -hmm. definitely will be staying away from Baltimore. All right, here's a big series, and I want to get your take on this division because the Yanks are obviously heating up but I don't trust their pitching. You got the Red Sox in the Rays. Boston currently holding down that second wild card spot, 75 and 57. They win their weekend series against Cleveland. Uh, They did drop their Sunday finale, 7-5, as a minus 152 favorite. But uh, Nick Pavetta on the bump tonight. Still, Boston 3-12 and in their last 15 games against a team with a winning record. Tampa Bay 63 and 19 in their last 82 home games against the righty. 49 and 17 in their last 66 games as a favorite. And I like backing them as dogs even better. If I'm playing this series and if I'm playing this game, I'm going to keep going with Tampa Bay, man. They just don't go away. You're right. But I do like this matchup of Pavetta. Yeah. I don't like the series for the Red Sox. I really don't. I think the I think the Tampa Bay Rays are going to take the series, but I don't think they're going to sweep the series. And if the Red Sox are going to steal a game from it, it's going to be tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with you there. Um, as far as the division, which team would you trust more in the postseason, Tampa Bay or Boston? Tampa Bay, and it's not even close. I mean, they just have, they can beat you with their arms. They can beat you with their bats. They can bleed runs out of you when they're not swinging it well. This is a well, them and the White Sox are just the two teams that I look at that you cannot ignore how good they are. The only reason we don't talk about Tampa is because they're in Tampa. Outside of that, you put you take that exact team, you put them in any other market, any other market, we're going to talk about them being the best team in the world. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you about Tampa. Is it because they just don't really have like the household names yet, or is it because of the market? You know, you know what I mean. Because 
let's say Tyler Glass now is healthy. I mean, they have some exciting young ball players, and then you look at their farm system, and they're not going anywhere for the next decade, man. I just feel like they don't get any respect, and nobody ever talks about them. I think it's just a combination of being in that terrible stadium. Yeah. They're not even in Tampa. Is that something we can eventually start really acknowledging? They're in St. Pete. It's a different city. It's not even Tampa. Um, And it's hard to get to. I went to my first Tampa Bay Rays game this season, and I will tell you that place is like a minor league hockey stadium that is housing the Rays. It is awful. It is not a good baseball experience to go to those games, and which sucks because that team is unbelievable. I wish to God they would move somewhere. I really do. But they have that lease with the city till 2025. I just, I if anything, just build them a new stadium maybe in Tampa or even in St. Pete. But what they're rocking out there right now, you can understand why no one in Tampa gets excited about it. Yeah, that's a shame, though. Uh, also beginning tonight, you got the Rockies on the road taking on the Texas Rangers. Colorado minus 155 favorites. The Rangers plus 125 dogs. The total in that game is eight and a half, and it's juiced to the under minus 115. If I'm playing Colorado, I'm looking for Colorado at home. Uh, I'm not paying this kind of price, even though they are 5-0 and in their last five interleague games against a team with a losing record. Nothing here for me. Not a thing. Another one of those teams like the Nationals, just too inconsistent. It, yes, they are one of the better home teams. And on right. the road, they're a dumpster fire. But then again, they just went to Dodger Stadium and took two out of three from the Dodgers. So just too inconsistent and just too many variables that can throw a wrench into the system. Absolutely. That's what I'm staying away from. Uh, another series beginning tonight, you got the San Diego Padres taking on the Diamondbacks. And these are all big games right now for San Diego. Mm-hmm. They had that comfortable lead in the wild card. Now they tell the Reds by two games for that second wild card spot. They dropped four of five, uh, including the sweep against the Dodgers. You know, their offense, here's what's surprising to me. So we talk about the pitching, man, but the offense has actually kind of been the reason that the reason for the slide, they've been struggling a little bit, a little bit at the plate. What do you think about them uh, heading into this series? I think this is the exact series the San Diego Padres needed, 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 needed. Hit a buzzsaw against LA, split with the uh, Los Angeles Angels as well. Now they're going to Arizona arguably the worst team in the National League right now. Their pitching has been terrible. Their offense has been terrible. And right now you got Paddock on the mound tonight against Gilbert. Listen, I'm expecting the over to come in pretty big. I think the Padres bats are going to explode. It's right now plus 100, nine, nine and a half runs. I like it. I think the Padres are going to do that themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And then Tuesday night, they have Blake Snell on the bump. And then if you move uh, forward to Wednesday, I mean, they got to get right here. So it goes Snell and then Darvish on Tuesday and Wednesday. So this is a series that they obviously need, again, trailing two games uh, for that second wild card spot. Six and two in Paddock's last eight starts as well. Okay, here's the series I want to get your take on. Which team would you trust more in the postseason or if you had to play a World Series ticket on either of these two teams? You got the Milwaukee Brewers on the road. Big series for them going against the San Francisco Giants. Good pitching matchup tonight because we get to see Corbin Burns the Brewers, 8-3 and three in their last 11 during game one of a series. 20-8 and eight in their last 28 against teams in the NL West. Tonight, they go against the San Francisco Giants. Johnny Cueto on the bump tonight for the Giants. Uh, first off, before we get into tonight's game or even this series, which team do you trust moving forward? I trust, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the Milwaukee Brewers. And it's yeah. only, and it's not because of their offense or their bullpen. It's that three-headed monster of starters. If they have Peralta back healthy... This team's going to give people headaches. Now, I do place them beneath the rest of the NL uh, slate. Yeah. They're beneath the Dodgers. I honestly do think that the Giants are a better team, but if you place them in a series in October, starting tit for tat, just each one of your starters, we're going, we're talking Gossman versus Burns and Woodruff versus DiStefani. I got to go Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is a much more dangerous playoff team than the San Francisco Giants. 
And I'm with you. And you said it's that three-headed monster. You know, and Freddie Peralta should be coming off the 10-day IL. If not for this series, then by Friday at the latest, they're saying. You get that bullpen completely healthy. I know it's kind of been an up-and-down year for Devin Williams. I don't know if you're going to call it a sophomore slump, but after winning Rookie of the Year, you know, I had big expectations for him coming into the season. But Josh Hader is the closer. I do trust the bullpen, and I love that rotation. And offensively, they had the third-worst offense in the National League last year. Now they're actually getting run production for these guys, and I think that's been the biggest difference. Still, I look at this game tonight, man, even with Corbin Burns on the mound, and I don't trust the Brewers. Minus 140. You got San Francisco tonight, plus 120 dogs. Uh, The total in the game a little bit low, obviously, with this pitching matchup, seven and a half. Anything you would look for tonight? Um, I would honestly look the under. I know we're talking about the Brewers been swinging the bat a little bit better, but still, their offense still is a question mark for me. I mean, I feel like Yelich just hasn't been the same for a year and a half. He's still a great ball player, but I still think this team leaves a little something to be desired on the offensive side. And I do think, now I did say that I have them a little bit above the Giants in the playoff run, but I do think this team is heavily benefited by being in the uh, NL Central. Just a terrible division, and they've had the luxury of beating up on everybody because of it. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, another interesting team is the Seattle Mariners because they're 70 and 61 this season. They're four and a half games back. They're five and five in their last 10. So obviously every series for them is big. I don't really expect them to make the postseason, but man, I love the Mariners. And it's probably because as a kid, that was my favorite team because I was a Griffey guy. A-Rod, I mean, Randy Johnson, Edgar Martinez, just love, love the Mariners. But uh, Astros 4-0 in their last four overall. That's who they'll see this week. The Mariners 0-4 in their last four at home. What are you looking at this week with these two teams? Um, I I'm expecting the bubble to finally burst on Seattle. I'm very sorry to say it. It's been fun. And like you, like every other kid that grew up in the nineties, I was a huge Seattle Mariners fan, Griffey, Buner, uh, Edgar Martinez. Uh, I mean, it was just the very best left, right, 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 left. If you are a true nineties, Seattle Mariners fan, you know exactly what I just said to you. I just said, Ken Griffey Jr. Hit a home run. That was the cheat code on Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. You're welcome. If you go buy yourself an N64, you just got four home runs in your game because you only play as the Seattle Mariners in that video game. I think that the Houston Astros are going to beat up on this team quite a bit. Tonight, you got Garcia versus Flexen. Clearly uh, a lot of juice towards Houston, but I think the over is going to come in pretty big. Not to mention, I am expecting the run line for Houston to come in big too. I I think the Houston Astros are going to start pulling away quite handedly going forward. Yeah, they're minus 165 favorites tonight. I would pay that price, even with them being on the road. The total in the game is eight. It's slightly juiced to the over, minus 115. All right, another big series that begins tonight. You got the Atlanta Braves on the road taking on the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Braves plus 170 tonight. The Dodgers minus 200 favorites. The total in the game is eight and a half, and it's slightly juiced to the over, uh, minus 120 right now over at BetMGM for game one in this series. You got Drew Smiley on the mound, and unfortunately, I need him big for my fantasy league because I'm sitting Freddie Peralta because I don't trust him coming back on Friday, and I worry about there being a pitch count. So I'm expecting Drew Smiley to go at least six for me, hopefully, tonight. How are you playing this series if if you are playing this series? And is Atlanta a sneaky team to give the Dodgers a threat man in the NL? I think they are. I think if there is a team in the NL that's going to knock out the Los Angeles Dodgers, it's the Atlanta Braves. This is a team that lost Acuna Jr. and at the deadline got better, like better than when they had Acuna Jr. That's nuts. Uh, This is an unbelievable team, and both of them are. Uh, This is the matchup I'm going to be watching this week, obviously. Um, I tend to think that the Dodgers do have this series well at hand, and this is a hell of a matchup tonight, Urias. Urias is another guy that is a little sneaky to me, though, because Urias can go nine shutout innings, or he gives up a ton early. Like It's just a really weird thing. So I always look out for bullpen games whenever Urias goes, because there have been games where he has to come out in the third. Um, 
I am tend to believe that we're going to have some high scoring affairs this series. Dodgers kind of had a quiet weekend and the Dodgers don't like having quiet weekends. They just lost two or three of the Colorado Rockies. You better believe they're looking to bounce back in a big way. Yeah, I completely agree. I'd look at maybe like the team total because I was on all Dodgers unders this weekend and you could tell, you know, that series. I mean, this is the part of the year, Cody, where like some teams just get bored. And I mean, not that the Dodgers should be bored because they have the Giants in that division. They have the Padres who are sneaking up a little bit as well, even with their recent struggles. But still, I just feel like this is the time of the year where it gets harder and harder to handicap baseball. Uh, Two series that begin tomorrow. I want to get your take on. You got the Marlins and the Mets. So I got to be honest, man, the Mets, they've been one of the more disappointing teams. I did buy into them a little bit like I have the last four years. Um, Thor catches COVID as he's looking to come back. DeGrom, we don't expect him to come back. You know, Stroman's been solid, but they just can't score runs. And then after this weekend, uh, it just seems like a big mess in New York. They're booing their own fans. What, what's your thought what, what, on the Javi Baez press conference yesterday? What's your thoughts on what's going down? In, in New York right now. In, incredibly tone deaf on Javi Baez's part. And listen. Yeah. This is not to say that Chicago fans aren't very demanding. They are. In Wrigleyville, they're absolutely demanding. But yeah. at the end of the day, it's the friendly confines of Wrigleyville. Javi Baez might end up being on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago Cubs. So really, no matter what stupid thing Javi did or said, oh, it's Javi being Javi. You're not in Wrigleyville anymore. You're in Queens. You're in the same city as the New York Yankees. And when you are not hitting, they are not going to be happy, especially if the Yankees are hitting. So all they had to do is not say anything. That's right. all they had to do. You could have kept doing this all year. And you know what I would have been like? Is that kind of a message to the fans? You know what? I kind of dig it. I yeah. like it. But then he goes out there and says, you know why we do this? Because we hate you. Oh, my God. Why? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? You, you, you dummy. Read the room. You need to play better. You have a lot of home runs. Javi Baez is an incredible ball player. He's, what, 25 home runs right now? But he hits yeah. 200 on a borderline offensively anemic Mets team. This team has been carried by their pitching all season long, and it's a team on paper should hit, but isn't. Conforto, down year. Ever, pretty much everyone, down year. Lindor, not the guy we expected this season, obviously. Listen, fans have the right to make their noises however they do, and you know what you get, you're going to get in New York every single time. Simply going out there and trashing the fans, you're just asking for trouble for no reason whatsoever. And yeah. the last thing the Mets need is a controversy of their own creation all the Mets do is create their own controversy this could have been avoided beyond easily I'll give you an example you know the Los Angeles Dodgers when they hit a double or home run when they're rounding the bases they pat themselves on the head I have no idea what that means or where it's coming from and if you ask them they won't tell you why did Javi even open his mouth right and I mean the fans have reason to boo I mean they have been a complete disappointment here the second half of the season in a division that they should have easily won Atlanta loses one of the best players in all of Major League Baseball I mean and granted they did lose to Graham but still I mean that offense has struggled all season long and since coming over Javi Baez is hitting what 210 200 and so that's just what I I, I feel like the problem with the Mets fans as well and in New York they really wanted Chris Bryant they wanted a guy like Chris Bryant at the deadline and instead they Come away with Javi Baez. He's not hitting. He gets hurt. I mean, that's the other thing. He's coming off an injury as well, but it's just been a disappointing second half of the season for the Mets. And I understand why the fans are booing because that's tough to watch every single night, especially if you're backing them with your wallet as well. Uh, Yankees-Angels also begins tomorrow night, a series, and you get Otani on the mound. What are you looking for in that one? I'll be looking to continue to play the Yankees against the Angels, but uh, I do not fade Otani because that's my uh, MVP ticket that I placed in spring. Everybody told me it was too chalky. I didn't care sitting with 40 homers on the season. I expect big things out of him, but I'll be uh, playing the Yanks probably this week. 
I will definitely be playing the Yanks this week, especially after Otani. But uh, even with Otani, this is a team that could put up a lot of runs on Otani, and this does not mean anything negative towards Otani. If he pitches off his fastball, that team is going to hit him at the end of the day, plain and simple. And Otani pitches off his fastball. Absolutely. So there you go. BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. It's Ryan Horvath. It's Cody Decker. And enjoy the games this week, and we'll be back later on in the week.